Next on a très spécial MLR Weekly, USA Rugby star turned player rep, Nick Chavetta. Exclusive on-the-ground footage from the Rugby World Cup by our crack staff, Brian Ray of America's Rugby News with updates on MLR players in the Rugby World Cup, and Rugby Morning's John Fitzpatrick with Major League Rugby moves, trades, and queries. Rugby Wrap-Ups MLR Weekly brought to you by Sheehy Auto Stores. It's easy at Sheehy. The Pig & Whistle, New York City. The world's best rugby pub. And Lean and Limber. Stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Presented by Rugby Wrap-Up, Matt McCarthy in New York City. Oh, wait, no. I'm in Paris and not Paris, Texas. Paris, France. That's right. Rugby World Cup stuff, baby. And we have a great show for you from France. That's right. We have Nick Chivetta, recently retired from USA Rugby and MLR's Rugby New York. He's going to weigh in on the disappointment of Team USA not being there, but also... He is the head of the USRPA, the United States Rugby Players Association. So he'll be talking about the relationship with the MLR as well. We also have Brian Ray of America's Rugby News with his reports on MLR players in the Rugby World Cup, plus trades, rumors, etc. We also have our crack team of Johnny and Simon Lewis, who once played for Sweden, reporting from the ground in France at the Rugby World Cup. But before we get to any of that, we have our recurring segment, Rugby Morning's Coffee Break, avec Jean Fitzpatrick. Jean, bonjour, mon ami. Bonjour, monsieur McCarthy. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Uh, have you something for us? Avez-vous quelque chose pour nous? Uh, my apologies to all the French-speaking peoples of the world. Let's move on. What, for my French or yours? Clearly my French. Thank you. There's been a number of re-signings across Major League Rugby. Matt, why don't we start in the Western Conference where the Houston Sabercats, they have re-signed eight-man Gideon Van Vyke. Moving on, the San Diego Legion, they've announced that they've re-signed four more players. Prop to Justice Sears, Nate Sylvia, Lou Green, and Tian Lutz. But wait, there's more. The Seattle Seawolves, speaking of Rugby World Cup, they have signed Namibian international wing fullback Devon Rousseau. Big name for those international rugby fans. Yes, indeed. And I'm just wondering how much loot Tian Lutz is getting in San Diego. Next! Let's move to the Eastern Conference where the Chicago Hounds have signed former Ireland wing Dave Carney. Oh, Look at that, man. No surprise, right? Just great. And maybe he can he can uh, lure his brother Rob Carney out of retirement, out of the broadcast booth over in Ireland and the World Cup and uh, join him in a back line. But uh, great pickup for the Hounds. Next! But in case you missed it, the Hounds have added to the pack. They signed former Seattle Seawolves flanker Ben Landry. I thought Ben Landry had retired for MLR, but apparently not. 
Who said on this very show, when you said that Ben Lander had retired, that I said he'd go back and work on the farm for five minutes before he got back into the MLR? I said that on this show. Roshan! There goes that plane. Nola Gold, down in the French Quarter, kind of. They have re-signed center JP Duplessis through the 2026 MLR season. I like what you did there. You brought up the French Quarter. Who a la bibliothèque? Roshan! I think that means next, so I'm just going to roll with it. Old Glory DC, they've announced they've re-signed fly half fullback Mike Dubulis, better known Check as... Check in! Check in! And, a New Jersey, and New Jersey's finest, I, I just might add. One of my boys, a Jersey boy. Great player. He's been dinged up a few times, but he's hard as nails. He could also play the wing, fullback, fly half. Very, very valuable player good to see him back next this was just days after old glory dc announced that they signed former argentina sevens international axel muller who i believe will be considered a domestic player more to come on that check america's rugby news for the official word and little known factoid uh, he is the alleged son of axel rose so that's interesting that should bring some rock star stuff to the mlr next Last but not least, the Toronto Arrows have re-signed flanker Travis Larson. Travis Larson, the better looking of the Larson boys. Josh, don't hurt me when I see you. I'm just kidding. Anything else? Yeah, Matt, did you see this news? USA International Law Greg Peterson has signed a short-term loan with Glasgow Warriors. Now, I bring it up because our colleague Brian Ray of America's Rugby News shared that Peterson is linked to the Miami Sharks for the 2024 MLR season. So stay tuned for that. That's uh, There's a lot in there. Greg Peterson, for whomever he plays, is an asset. He's a large man. He eats a lot of minutes, and he does a lot of the lunch pail stuff that doesn't show up in the box score. Great signing for whomever he gets. I'm just wondering, with the Glasgow and Scottish Rugby Union connection in D.C., why isn't there some synergy there, guy? What's going on? No, Matt, there goes that plane again. It's great seeing you. All right. I got to get to the airport. Très bien, très bien, Jean Fitzpatrick. But now we have to take a break. But before we go to commercial, let's go to Johnny and Simon Lewis on the ground at the Rugby World Cup. here in France. You gotta visit definitely Lyon. Yeah, we're here in uh, Lyon, France for the France-Italy game. Let's go and see what's happening over here. How are you feeling about tonight's game? Uh, no, no, no speak English. Uh. Yeah, actually, we're here in the village, in the city center. Here you can see people around having fun. 
and a couple of drinks, of course. And I've got a few fans here from Italia. Say ciao, ciao boys, hello. So how are you feeling about the game this evening? You got a good chance, what do you think? I think it's going to be hard, but I mean, anything is possible. I feel like we will go to the final. Italy will get to the final. No, we will. Yeah, you France. will. So you would rather meet South Africa or Ireland in the quarterfinal? Or Scotland? Or Scotland. Scotland will be really, really good. And who's been your standout player so far in the tournament? Tommaso Menoncello. Yeah. My heart would say Dupont because <laughs> we got a really good team and also a really good band. Yeah. That's, that's our strength, yeah, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. And I'm joined uh, with a, uh, a German party. As you can see, Matt, the atmosphere is electric here. The fans are in a good mood. And I can really recommend the wine, Matt, in case you've never tried the, the wine from uh, Burgundy. Great stuff from Johnny and Simon Lewis on the ground in France and more to come later in the show with Johnny and Simon Lewis who get as close as a Welshman will ever get to the Webb Ellis Cup. And it's all courtesy of Irish rugby tours. They ain't just Irish and they ain't just rugby. If you want to go someplace and do it right, the size of your group doesn't matter. Irish rugby tours are the folks you got to contact. We'll be right back with Nick Chavetta after this. Digs like a demented mole there. Need a great price on a new vehicle? Sheehy makes it easy. Easy Price shows you our lowest prices on the Mid-Atlantic's largest selection. Find your best price online or at any of our 31 dealerships. It's easy at Sheehy. Sheehy.com. You need your cleats? You need them tomorrow? If you order today by 3 p.m. New York time or noon L.A. time, they can have them to you tomorrow. Young, old, male, female, if you're playing on turf, if you're playing on grass, if you're playing in the rain, you're playing in the heat, they've got you covered. RugbyNow.com. Go there now. And we're back, and we're back with Mr. Nick Chavetta. Nick calling in from England. It's good to see you, Nick. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me on the show. The folks at home that have been in a cave or in a coma and you don't know Nick Chavetta, he has been Team USA's lock for quite some time until retiring recently, which we'll get to in a moment. But he was also playing with Rugby New York uh, in his final days of his career, and he's played overseas. He's a, an established professional player. I got to ask you, I'm in Paris, Rugby World Cup. We're not there. By we, we're not there. I mean Team USA. It's, it's got to be eating at you. And I just wanted to get your perspective on this because you're also doing a lot of other stuff. So this will all be related. What What's your initial reaction watching Rugby World Cup matches? Um, well, I mean, what a spectacle, I think. Um, it's It's been fantastic as now, you know, I'm just a fan, but there is a, an element of, you know, what could have been that that is frustrating, you know, for me to watch as a former player. I think I've, <laughs> I got, I've spent many an hour thinking about this and, um, uh, you know, feeling my way through, uh, not qualifying and, and what that meant for, for me personally, for the sport in the U S for, for the Eagles. Um, but to be honest with you watching rugby, I'm, I'm very impressed with, with Portugal as a team. I, I think between the sort of three teams that we were unable to qualify against, they absolutely have been massively impressive, and 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 they they they're able to do that 
you know, being being three quarters semi-professional, which makes it even more impressive. I, I was so um, thrilled for them to get a win over the weekend um, in such dramatic fashion as well. Um, and it just shows that they, they got their preparation right over the last year and a half. Um, so, uh, yeah. so well, hold on. I want to I want to ask you. So because you're a bright guy. What happened with Portugal that made them click like they are? Is there is there a magic sauce? Um, well, they're very fit. I think they're they're, they're able to keep up, you know, late in games. Um, they have uh, a really solid game plan, and they just have really incredible backline that's that's very well organized and very willing to attack. I think, and and there's an element of surprise as well. I think for teams having never. You know, played against Portugal to, to, to underestimate some of these guys, but these guys I think are, you know, do, do for for taking up major contracts in France or wherever. I mean, they're, they're very talented rugby players. They're very fit and they're they're very well coached. I, I think you know the lineouts in this World Cup in general have been so dramatically different from four years ago. Um, the way everyone's structuring their movement and their calls, and I think success rates. And this is anecdotal. I think success rates are much lower for attacking teams. I think defenses have gotten better. I think a lot of teams have resorted to more complex movements and complex calling systems that it leads to lower success rates. Um, yeah, teams have gone away from trying to beat um, the opposition with speed and, and are, are going more for, you know, for movement and, and, and dummies. And I, I think that, that makes it tough. Um, and and I, I don't think you see like, you know, last tournament, I think there was a stat that South Africa lost one line out in the entire tournament. And I don't think you could say that's the case for for any for any team this time around. Yeah. What is it like seeing your former teammates on Rugby New York? And I see you got the Iron Workers shirt on there. Uh, yeah, there it is. <sighs> yeah. Um, what's it like seeing Teofilo, Ed, Fido, and Robbie Ermiscu playing for Samoa and Romania, respectively? I mean, it's awesome. It's awesome to see Iron Workers on, on the world stage. I think it's fantastic for them and their families. Ed for his second World Cup, I think, and and Rob, honestly, like making that call to move to, to Bucharest to play for Romania, just as an experience for him, I, I think, like, un, like just a fantastic choice. And, and he's, I'm sure he's at the time of his life. I don't think their results have been probably what what they wanted. But he's, well, their team uh, suits alone are, are, were spectacular, absolutely spectacular, and he looked yeah. unbelievable in the in the outfit and the, you know with his cap. Mm-hmm. And I, I just couldn't be happier for him. So now a new chapter in your life is the rugby, the US RPA, US Rugby Players Association. You're part of the leadership. Uh, you're 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 the straw that stirs the drink, so to speak. What's what's this like now? What's what's the relationship with the MLR as we speak? Where where we stand is last year. Obviously, we we started the public campaign to to, to basically form a players association in the MLR. Um, run run by the players, administered by the USRPA as the sort of de facto union for rugby players in the United States. So we represent the men's and women's 15s and 7s teams currently. Um, so it's the vehicle to, to sort of do the same in the MLR. So um, we whipped around for signatures in the league, got a vast majority of guys signed up pretty quickly, and then um, went to the league and asked them to uh, to recognize us which is the sort of typical route that you go you prove you have the signatures and the league typically says okay right well we'll get this over the line we'll start we'll start talking to you we'll bargain the mlr took a different tact um they said no and kind of that forced their hand to to run an election so in june of last year we filed for an election with the nlrb so the national labor relations board 
um, to form a, an official players association, right? In taking that decision, we sort of guaranteed ourselves a chance to, to, to vote on, on whether or not we'll have a seat at the table. Um, what we might have underestimated, which you should never underestimate, is the speed at which the U.S. government bureaucracy works, um, where I think we, you know, the timing of the election was always going to be sort of out of our hands. Um, but what we've actually ended up with is today, of all, to- of all days, the day that you contact me for an interview. Um, ah. because your because your finger is on the pulse, sniffing, um, sniffing away, yeah. is 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 the day that we've we've been notified by the NLRB that we'll have a, a an election at the beginning of this coming season. The election will be done by mail, um, and it'll include players who are involved in the MLR um, for this season. You're voting to either unionize or not unionize, depending on the number of votes that you get. Yeah, it's. I think it's honestly the result from the NLRB is fantastic because. I think the idea of you know voting in person at 13 different locations around the U.S. and Canada is probably daunting for the NLRB to undertake and um, logistically pretty challenging. So for us to be able to do it by mail, for everyone to vote in the privacy of their own homes, to have you know a couple of weeks to get it done as well from the beginning of the season, um, I think it's going to create a situation where we get the maximum voter turnout possible and really get a chance to, to state our case for the players to state their case as to why they should have a say in the terms and conditions of their employment rather than continuing to not have that say. How far apart are you? You know, I, I don't think we're too far away um, from what what you know from the league in terms of what the improvements we want to make. You know, inter- interestingly enough, there there are some sort of free agency, sort of unallocated, unrestricted. Sort of clauses, you know, allowed within MLR rules that happens after a certain number of years played in the MLR. Um, so that that's not quite as big of a uh, an issue potentially. But things like contract security, yeah, absolutely something we want to worry about. We get messages every week from guys who get cut who say, "Hey, I had another year in my contract and I've just been cut for no reason. Why is that happening?" You know, like contract security, the the the, the employment clauses within contracts, absolutely something that we'd be we'd be looking to work on your collective bargaining process. Healthcare is a big concern. I think it's something that, you know, we understand that the league can't just fork out and afford right away, but a, a path to it is is equally as valid, you know, with the understanding that any negotiation involves a give and take, right? So uh, I think, you know, beyond that, there's the sort of pretty clear overarching idea that, you know, you have a, a much better opportunity to, to be better off if you have a say in how your contract is structured, how the minimum standards sort of are crafted, right? Then, then the, the the counterfactual, which is right now you have no say, and you're seeing that on the margins, guys are not being treated particularly well, right? On the margins, guys on APC contracts were making 15 hours of, you know, for $15 an hour for various hours per week, um, like are not, are not being particularly, you know, treated particularly well by the league, having to sleep, you know, on, on you know, on, on a couch in the owner's at the owner's house out of, out of, you know, the, the, the goodwill in his heart. But like, how can, how can you, how can you potentially be a young player making 15 bucks an hour thinking that like, I, I'm going to be a professional rugby player in the United States. This is a viable path for me to follow. Right. Like, how are you going to make it? Um, how are you going to make the case for young guys like your Connor Buckley's and, and, and your, your John powers of New York and, and, you know, hundreds of other guys around the country who like really desperately want to be a professional rugby player who are good enough to be in the MLR but just like, you know, have college degrees and have job opportunities and yeah. have and good college you know, degrees that can get them a good yeah. job opportunity. Yeah, exactly. How, how do you make the case for them to be like, Hey, 
like I'm good enough to be here. Like, let's make it viable for me to be, for me to become an Eagle, for me to pursue a career as a rugby player. How imperative sure. is it for Team USA and the MLR, USA qualifying for the next World yeah, Cup? I think better alignment between those two groups. It seems forthcoming. It seems like there are steps being taken. Sort of, you know, this USA Hawks program is, is a good step. The, the more time that we're allowed to spend together as a national team, we're in a situation now where your national team players, they play in the MLR. On balance, 25 out of the 30 guys will make up, you know, your 2027 Rugby World Cup qualifiers team. They're going to they're gonna play in the MLR. You have to get those guys together for a long period of time every year. And it has to be done in conjunction with, with, with you know, working between the MLR and USA Rugby and World Rugby. And they have to make it happen. You know, I, I'm not, I can't sit here and tell you how exactly it's going to happen. I think when you play a six-month season and go straight into internationals, um, you know, it, it, it can wear on guys. So that there needs to be, you know, some sort of bargain period where, you know, M MLR-based players, you know, ha have the time and space to prepare for internationals and USA Rugby can provide the resources to, to get guys together for, for a long period of time. All right. Well, time is something we don't have enough of because you and I could talk yeah. hours about this and we'll get you on again as, as the developments go, come along. Right. Um, but I sure. want to thank you, my friend, for your time and your patience. Nick Javetta, great having you. Oh, thank you for, for having me on. You know, we should do a, a Bruce McLean style show. Where we just talk for two and a half hours and it gets posted and, and here can un unedited, unedited, uncut here in the cans hit the ground as he says, <laughs> Maybe. If we get a beer sponsor, absolutely. No problem. Yeah. Merci beaucoup, Monsieur Chivetta. Uh, but we are out of time right now, Nick. We gotta take a we gotta take a quick break. Uh thank you, sir. But before we go to commercial, let's check back in with Johnny and Simon Lewis, who get as close as a Welshman will ever get to the Web Ellis Cup. So we're having a great time here, and now we're in a tent. If you look over here, I think there's some sort of uh food contest going on. So can you explain what's going on? So is English. Well, mister, you're on TV now. It's a family show. Okay, Matt, they got me making pasta here. I'm not sure I know what I'm doing. So can you tell us why you're supporting Uruguay? For start, I mean, they're outsiders, of course, and they need support from all around the world and they they have quite the passion well mate we got loads of respect for you and your passion for traveling all this way to support the underdog uruguay and uh, thanks for coming and and this is what's all about we love the spirit of the game don't we and coming together and meeting fans like our friend here and just having a great time together of course i'm great for that uh, i can promote rugby in usa anytime here you can see they got the uh the trophy. This is what everyone is fighting about. And uh, 2031 World Cup will be held in the US of A. So this is the last time it's on European shores. And you're wearing a really good shirt. Yeah, I got my classic 1987 France shirt. Come on, you guys are going to do it. Yes. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Good luck. Good luck.
Great stuff from the ground in France by Simon and Johnny again, courtesy of Irish Rugby Tours. They ain't just Irish and they ain't just rugby, so check them out if you've got to go someplace. That's what we did. I wouldn't like to be at the bottom of that. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street. This is the Rugby Odds, where an unlikely pundit panel of a wordsmith, a WWE legend, a rugby star, and a supermodel scour the globe, seeking best bets and bad behavior. Are you not entertained? And we're back with Mr. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News. He's from Canada, Nova Scotia, not the French-speaking part of Canada, but he probably speaks a little French, so he'll be able to speak to me because I'm in Paris. Brian, welcome back. Oui, oui. It's an honor to be here on the Rugby Wrap-Up. You sound like Gilles Villemur or somebody getting an interview as a backup <laughs> goalie coach for the NHL. What is? What was yeah. that? Well, I'm sure Mr. Fitzpatrick lets you know the news that this fellow is heading uh, to Seattle. That is Devon Rousseau, a Namibian wing fullback who is joining a few of his teammates in Major League Rugby. Great pickup, uh, you know, super rugby veteran and just thought he had a, you know, respectable uh, performance for, for, for Namibia at the tournament. You know, you know, they were outgunned most of the time, but uh, a good pickup for them and, and certainly welcome him to, to Major League Rugby as a quality player. And of course... I've been talking about this guy ever since we heard the news that he was going to Miami. Manuel Ardao, the outstanding Uruguayan flanker, uh, named the top open side flanker of the pool stage. That includes any team, according to the official Opta stats. That's how good this guy was. He set that, you know, new one-game record for turnovers in the game. The guy was absolutely outstanding for Los Teros. I think he's going to have an absolute stormer in MLR next season. What else you got for us, Brian? Well, I, I happen to be wearing a Utah Warriors hat, which is in uh, uh, recognition of a certain Canadian by the name of Seb Pearson, who has now been signed as their performance manager. Great move for him. So he was a very good player. He was in the Leicester Tigers Academy at one stage. Uh, and now he's really uh, kind of, uh, you know, learning his trade as a, as a performance analyst. He's been doing some good work with the, the National Seven sides uh, in Canada. And now he's off to the Utah Warriors. And you mentioned Toulouse. We can't not mention Toulouse in France in the Rugby World Cup. It's just off the hook. It's great. Uh, and, and I was in Paris and I, I, I wasn't at the match for the debacle that was the England-Samoa match for which Teofilo Fido, Ed Fido of Rugby New York, was part of the Samoan squad. And do you have any take on this? Awful call uh, to, to, to turn that back. I, I don't care if you can look at the minutiae in super slow motion and say maybe it was correct. The fact is, let's get on with the game. The call exactly. was made on the field. The, the thing was kicked. 
let's move on. Nobody, if you had just left it to try, who was going to complain? And to deny Samoa a famous, you know, what? look at the score. One point oh, that denied him a victory. Uh, you know, he would have been the biggest victory in Samoan history just about, uh, you know. So I. Okay. All right. All right. Well, on that note, we're basically out of time. And I just wanted to say, ouvre la fenêtre to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure, sure. Bien sûr, bien sûr, Monsieur oh, McCarthy. God. Oh, oh, is that like for sure? Bien sûr. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Oh. And on that note, we're out of time. I want to thank Mr. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News, John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning, Nick Chavetta of the USRPA, and thank you for tuning in. Please check out our other shows, including the critically acclaimed The Rugby Odds, College Rugby Wrap-Up. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Please sign up for our weekly newsletter. It won't kill you. Tell some friends about us, and please join our American Red Cross blood donor team.